Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Father, we are so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you for bringing us to visit Kaswa and all the churches around. Thank you for every pastor here, every leader here. Tonight, may your will be done. Have your way. Have your way. Spirit of God, just have your way. I know that we'll be blessed because we came. We're from different places and different circumstances. Speak to each of us and help us to take away that which is ours. I thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take a seat if you have one. Amen. Tonight, it's a pleasure to be here. Reverend McCaffrey doesn't know that I keep hearing very good things about him and his church and all the things going around in this area. So God bless you, sir. God bless you. Amen. Lady Pastor, it was a pleasure to also meet you. And I believe that God is doing something here. Hallelujah. I want to salute all the pastors, all those who are working together. I'm shocked to hear people have come from Swedru because to me, Swedru is very far. <laughs> and when a bar wager. Reverend, it's a pleasant pleasure to meet you also. Hallelujah. And I know that God will have something good for us in these two days. Oh, uh, do you believe me or you don't believe me? Hallelujah. Yeah. But we must also give honor. The Bible says give honor to whom honor is due. Without Bishop Isaac, there would be no Reverend McCaffrey and there will be the branches wouldn't be there. Come on, put your hands together. Acknowledge the man of God. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. A man with a beautiful spirit. Oh, your copy is right now. You just don't love it. Put it together again for my spiritual father. If he's my father, then he's your great grandfather. Hallelujah. Bishop Dark, Amen. I believe that when God puts something into someone's heart, there must be a reason. Yeah, one of the things in his heart is that every church that he can help, he will help. And that is what has brought us here tonight. Put your hands together again as you take your seat. Wow. Kaswa. May I only know you because of traffic? Forgive, forgive. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) 
I know because of traffic. <laughs> but I know also that there are many very good things that are happening. And I'm very happy to see all of you here. I don't know how you do it. I have to be honest with you. I don't know how you got here after work and got here on time. I don't know. But I just thank God that you are magicians and <laughs> led by the head magician. And you have done it. He told me, say, oh, you just relax and they'll be here. And it's so nice to see all of you. Hallelujah. Well, we are here these two days to talk about fruitful shepherding. Yeah, fruitful shepherding. You know, sometimes you meet a shepherd and you ask the person, so how many sheep do you have? And the person is quiet. He says, nobody. Look, if you are a shepherd with no sheep, you are a man going for a walk. (laughs) You are a man going for a walk. Please, please, please. Uh You are just going for a walk. Because what we know is that a shepherd, you should be surrounded by some some sheep. You must smell of sheep. They should have stepped on you a little, messed up your dress a little. If your dress is too nice, if you are not smelling, then in fact, I, I don't know. I don't know. Ask your neighbor, let, let me smell. Do you smell of sheep or what exactly? What are you? What are you? What? <laughs> when you see a fruitful shepherd at the end of the meeting, you see that their sheep are walking around. Ask anybody, does that describe you? Mm. Or you did Ankunam. You're always walking alone. It has to change. It has to change. Hallelujah. It has to change. And I believe that that is why we are here tonight because this is a change that is on its way somewhere. Yeah. This is a church on its way. And when I say this is a church, whatever church you are from, you are the one I'm talking to. Hallelujah. Before I, I, you see, I came with a number of people. I can't see them. Uh They all have some work to do. So they are somewhere. Pastor Dennis, where are you? Okay, that's Pastor Dennis. Pastor Dennis is our, uh, what? What should I call you? He does our technical things and he's our team pilot as at now. And um, he does all the what media thing, a lot of things. Plus his basenta, his basenta must work. Uh, you cannot say, look, you cannot have when you get to heaven. God is not going to count how many flyers you made. Hey, how many songs you sang? Hey, are you there? He's looking for fruit. He's looking. Some things are side effects. I mean, you planted the tree for mangoes, but it also gives shade. Uh-huh. But it's right to live. He's determined by the mangoes, not the shade. I mean, that's the first one. Then we like the shade. So it has given us two. But you cannot say, I came and my fruit is the shade. Hello. Am I talking to some instrumentalists? Some ashes in the house. Some instrumentalists in the house. Uh, some, some, what again? What other ministries are there? Some choir members, choir members. <laughs> are you here? Some rappers in the house. Rappers, I'm waiting to see your sheep. I need to see your sheep. You cannot get to heaven, and when we get to heaven, and the Lord asks you, So, what were you doing? You say, Lord, I was rapping. Listen, rapping is the side effect, it's the shade, it's the shade. It is the shade. It's not the main cause. Am I speaking to some singers in the house? Hey! 
you have been singing at please when did this branch start when did this church start 2015 you were singing 2016 you were singing 2017 you were singing 2018 you were singing 2019 you were singing 2020 coming corona came and manifested you were still singing corona has passed and you are still singing listen we love the singing but i came here to tell you that the lord didn't bring you here to sing songs if that was the only reason let's go to heaven the singing in heaven is going to be fantastic hey i said the singing in heaven is going to be fantastic but let me give you his mission for for you john 15 16 is one of my favorite verses it says you have not chosen me but i have chosen you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain not that your song shall remain your fruit shall be made remain i've told you before what's your fruit what's your fruit fruit of dog is what okay cat okay <laughs> fruit of a mango tree is what eh, but fruit of an asha is a broom how is it possible <laughs> how can you get to heaven and say lord my children are brooms and dusters no 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 if you are standing man asha lay your hands on him and tell you brother thank you for sweeping thank you for cleaning the chest we need you and we love you with all our hearts but when jesus comes you better have fruits you better what and the fruit of the fruit of a believer is what he's a believer the fruit of a believer is a believer. Take us to Luke chapter 4. Please, it's not in my notes. I've deviated already. Luke 4. Let's go to verse 18 thereabouts, I think. Luke 4. You see, if you are wondering what your fruit is, and you don't know, then we are all together. Amen? Some people, they say they know they are calling, they know they are apostles. Some of us, we don't know who we are. But we know that we've been called to follow Jesus. We've been asked to walk in his steps. This was Jesus calling, and these are our fruits. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Fruit number one, you're preaching to the poor. Amen? It doesn't mean you cannot preach to the rich, but you better do the poor first. The rich will discourage you. (laughs) He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. When you go to someone who's brokenhearted and you share with them the love of Jesus and he he puts them together again, it's also a fruit. Amen? There are brokenhearted people around, or you didn't know? Yeah. They're brokenhearted. One of my guys got a broken heart, and I'm seeing some things Rev, the guy says the heart is not broken, but I'm seeing things I've not seen before. Hey, you'll be dead. This one right here has forgotten. I said, ah, you didn't used to forget. So today I was telling Reverend Seth, I said, no, the heart is not healed. It's not healed. It is broken. You have to do some work. So you heal the broken heart. Are you there? To preach deliverance to the captives. some of you sitting here you are a revelation you are a serious captive Mary Magdalene cry small 
and then somebody came and shared with you, spoke to you, maybe brought you to the shepherd or the pastor, somebody, and today you are here. Hey! And he says, go and bear some more fruit. There are more captives. Yeah. Are you in the church? You understand when we say captives? Yeah. A captive is somebody who is doing what he doesn't want to do. Mm. When they finish, they come and cry. Hey. A certain man that I knew. He had a wife and seven children. Yeah. I mean, he was a major person. Then some lady. The man will come home. He'll cry. He'll beg his children, beg his wife. Reconciliation. Then he'll go upstairs. By the time he's coming down, he has packed the bags again. He's going. Yeah. That's a captive. That's a captive. You don't want to go, but you're going. Are you there? And the world is full of them. And every time you share and you bring a captive out, you've done something. Recovery of sight to the blind and liberty to them that are bruised. So in case you're just wondering, what is this fruitfulness about? These are the things that we are talking about. Hallelujah. Oh, take your seat. So that is just an aside so that you understand what we are trying to do. Our work is a lot. Push your neighbor and say, if you are at rest, you are doing something wrong because our work is a lot. Yeah, because the work is a lot. You ask any pastor here. Hey, hey. hallelujah. But tonight, you know, each time I'm coming to a church, I ask the Lord what he would want one to say because I have not been here before. So I cannot come with pre-knowledge. Do you see? If I'm to ask Rev about how is your church, I don't know where he'll start before he'll finish, before we'll prepare. Yeah, so thank God, a long process. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. So as I just asked him, where should I start? So he gave me a scripture today. And with your permission, I'm going to start there. <laughs> Hallelujah. He gave me a prophetic scripture for you. If you can receive such things. Isaiah chapter 54. I'm reading verses 2 and 3. This is the message of God to you. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Verse 3. For thou shalt break forth on the right and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. If your English is like mine and it weren't good at the time with this King James, let's look at the Amplified Version. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Spare not. Spare not. Sometimes when you're doing things, you spare. You say, well, let me just do up until this point. And he says, no, don't spare. Lengthen your cords. Pastor Dennis, do you have my picture for me? Because I lengthen cords. No, I don't think people understand it. And strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right hand and to the left. And your offspring will possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Hallelujah. Hey. Somebody came here. You thought you were plenty already. Hello. You thought you were what? 
I mean, because you remember your days when you were four. Hey. <laughs> well, you don't remember such days. <laughs> when you were six. <laughs> you remember the days when you were 20? Hey. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a nice tent. Can you see the picture? And so he's saying, enlarge your tent. Enlarge your tent. So the cords are these threads. And the stakes are the pegs in the ground. And he's saying, straighten it out. You see, it's this size because that's what you've done with your threads. Do you understand? And the curtains are the pieces of cloth that you see. And he's saying that, enlarge it. Enlarge it. Enlarge it. When you want to be fruitful, one of the things that must happen is that you must enlarge. We will get inside the enlargement just now. You have to enlarge. You can be praying about something. Lord, increase my basenta. Increase my basenta. Increase my basenta. They were five. They are five. I don't want to say they will be five. No. <laughs> but if that five is to change, something also has to change. Something must enlarge. And this scripture calls them your cords, your stakes, your curtains. Let's do the message Bible because it's in modern English. Preach. Preach. <laughs> Isaiah 54. It's two and three. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. <laughs> Use plenty of rope and drive the tent pegs deep. Mm, mm, mm. It's a whole message. It's a whole message. You see, you are asking God to do something. But for that something to happen, you need to do something first. Are, are you getting it? You need to do something first. Let's clear the ground. So this is your, where's my tent? Please put it there for me. This is your tent, which has comfortably housed you and your, what? Five people. Very comfortable. And you are saying, Lord, give us more. Give us more. And this is still your. Where exactly are they supposed to go? Hello. Where should they go? Where should they go? Practically speaking, immediately you can see it like this. Now, some of us in the spirit realm, this is how you are. Your size is like this. And you are saying, Lord, enlarge me. Lord, give me more, sh more sheep. Lord, give me more to do. Give me more to take care of. Now, the question God has for you tonight is, where are you going to put them? Where are you going to put them? Hey, human beings, the guy. Human beings, we are work. Turn to your neighbor and say, We are work. We are work. Make no mistake about it. The way you love your sleep, how is God going to entrust his? It's just one of the threads or one of the curtains. Yeah. Hey. One day I turned to my husband and said, ah, so these people, don't they think that we sleep? Don't they think that we sleep? Are you there? But the way you are loving your sleep, if you don't release it, I don't know. There's another one I don't want to mention. 
the way you love your food, the first things, you know. Hey, are you in the church? You said they should enlarge it. To enlarge it, no. You have to be ready. You are rather enlarging your stomach eating more. Hey. <laughs> are you in the church? Hmm. He says, make your tent large. Some of you, when you have done, me, myself, and I, that's all. That's all. When you see your sheep come and cry, they can get you put the rest under the bed. So that you won't have to share. They tell your neighbor, if that is you, you are not yet ready. You are not ready. You are not ready. You are not ready. But I came to prophesy to this church. And I came to tell you that the Lord says that, listen, you are full. You are full. If you want to grow, you are going to have to enlarge. The enlargement must come first. And then the filling will come after. Are you there? Yeah. And that's why I came tonight. I said, that's why I came tonight. Hallelujah. Are you there? When the Bible says, enlarge your habitation, what he's saying to you is, prepare. Begin to prepare. Preparation is an art. To prepare something that you must do. Begin to prepare. Am I talking to somebody? Jesus Christ of Nazareth came down on this earth. He came as a child and he grew. And for 30 years, he prepared to work for three years. Oh, you thought he was sleeping? No. People say that, oh, he was a carpenter. It's true. He was a carpenter, but that's not all he was doing. Why am I saying that? Even as a 12-year-old, he liked the house of God. Even as a 12-year-old, he knew enough scriptures to come and have a debate with the man of God. He was busy. He was working. He was doing something. Preparing himself. Can you not see that when he finally bounced onto the scene, he didn't do a lot of the things that we are doing. You, when you are doing deliverance. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Hey! Shouting, screaming, jumping. Jesus. Have, do you have any evidence of such? No. He was already prepared. I'm talking to someone today. I said he was already prepared. So when he landed, his very first preaching, he had not even preached. He only read the scripture. And he only told them that, look, this scripture, the one we read in Luke 4, 18, 19, it has come to pass today. That's all. Hey! Demons were screaming. He told, be quiet. I haven't come because of you. I'm talking to somebody. What is your preparation? You're walking around there telling us that you are anointed. You say that God has called you. I agree with you. God has called you. But before you start to scream about being anointed, where is your preparation? 
And what is the content of your preparation? Before Paul ever became the greatest writer of the New Testament, he was hiding for 15 years. He said, for 15 years, I didn't go to anybody. For 15 years, he was just there trying to learn and understand the strange things that had happened to him. Because remember that unlike the others, the others had the experience of Jesus with them. He never had that experience. So when he came, he didn't just bounce into the street. Are you there? So you need to prepare. You need to what? You need to prepare. The more you prepare, the better it will go. The better it will be. And there are a lot of things to prepare. I'm not sure I can finish. But we shall start. Are you in the church? Are you in the church? Oh, la la. I'm going to give you some of them today. We'll see where we'll reach. And then, yeah. Let me give you the first seven. Number one. If you are going to enlarge, prepare for war. <laughs> prepare for what war. war christianity is a war i'm sorry to inform you it is not a party it's a war mm. it is a what war. yeah when you read the old testament you see that every time before you are able to expand your land you have to fight yes. a, the, you see the old testament is a picture for us even after the lord had told you that look he said all this you people is for you yes now <laughs> this book of the law will not depart from out of thy mouth thou shalt meditate it there and he was sending the guy to war he was sending the guy to war he said amorites are there gigites are there all kinds of ites are there why do we think that it will be easier for us they were going to enlarge. The Israelites were, the children of Israel were going to enlarge. They had to fight for every ground that they got. The only thing that was that they knew was that they will win. That's all. Ask for the war you fight. Are you in the house? So don't come and tell me that I've been fighting with pornography. It will not go. I've been struggling with. Hey, I don't like what you are doing. It is a war. It will go. It will go. Even if you did some yesterday, it will go. If even you did some before coming here, it will go. If even you were planning to go and do some, yes, it will go. It is a war. The only thing that we are sure of in this war is that we are going to win. That's all. The process to the winning there, we are not sure. But winning, we will win. Winning party, you win. The how, we are not sure. That's why some people, when it's time for them to be delivered, the Holy Ghost will roll them down the stairs. When they get to the bottom of the stairs, it's gone. <laughs> Over. Some people too, falling down, getting up, falling down, getting up, falling down. Getting up. But one day, it's gone. I don't know the process, but it is a war. The greatest war you ever fight is with yourself. Hmm. Oh, it's true. Huh. In UD, we have been waking up for the past three years to pray. Mm. 
flow prayer. Reverend MacArthur, the, the, the flow prayer book came out. When I opened the book, I said, ah, this prayer was I awake when they prayed it. <laughs> hey! Some of the topics, I didn't even recognize the topic. You know what it means? It means that some of the days when I woke up at the four o'clock, I said, mama, 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 mama. I said the war, you will fight it with yourself. Hey! But I won't give up. That's why when I saw the book, even before I took any copy anywhere, I collected my share first. So I said, this book? I will pray it all. I will go inside. I will pray it all. Because the topics there are for me. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> prepare. Prepare. Prepare to fight. Hallelujah. Number two. Prepare for hard times. Hmm. Ah. Oh, but Lord, we thought our hard times are over. Then I don't think you are ready to live. <laughs> hard times. It's part of life. It's part of life. One day, I had a, my church was a small church, 10 by 30 building, and it had taken us so long to finish it. And we finished it. And we're happy in the church. Very happy. Very, very happy. We decorated the church with plants, everything to the extent that if you're coming for a wedding, Grandpa, you just come here. I mean, your pictures will be beautiful. Just about a month after we finished the building, Archbishop Big Daddy, he was Bishop Big Daddy at the time. I beg you, Big Daddy is his nickname, but it has, that's how we know him. Yeah. He came to my church and he was talking to me he looked outside and he said you will expand in this direction I was not amused I've just finished I've not even enjoyed what I have sweated over you say that I will expand <laughs> I've come to enjoy look at how your hall is acid it's the day the heat is outside. Cry, don't mind the passing cars. It doesn't. And I'm coming to tell you that look. <laughs> Are you in the church? Whichever way you expand, it will disturb you. If you are still here and you're expanding, dust, cement as you break the wall. If you say you are going to your land, money issues, building issues. I've not reached there. <laughs> hey, hey. I had not yet finished absorbing the one he said. When he came again, another day, and this time, look to the other side, which was a waterlogged piece of land. And then he said, This land, I said, Oh, Bishop, it's not for us. <laughs> Forgive us, eh? <laughs> Ladies, you agree with me that we are inclined for comfort. We don't like things disturbing our comfort. So I said, Oh, Bishop, he said, Listen, there are demons in this land. You cannot allow it to remain like that. Go and see the man. You have to buy the land. Wait, you have given me one problem that I'll expand in this direction. I've not finished that one. Now you say, <laughs> The problems over that land. 
When we went to see the man the first time, he said he's not selling. The guy used to live outside. He'll come home. The second time, he said he'll sell. I said, good. They said I should go and negotiate. So I went together with somebody. Have you ever in your life had the disgrace? You are going to negotiate. When you come back, the price of what you have gone to negotiate for, no, it has increased by $10,000. Not city so. <laughs> Rev, where am I even going to take the story? How am I even going to say it? Where am I starting? What what kind of wala is this? Look, I was comfortable in my little ten by thirty church. If we fill it with chairs front to back and the chairs are a little small, maybe we'll get some four hundred free force. I feel what's he saying? You say I should expand here. They said I should go and buy this one. I don't want to tell you the story. I don't want to tell you the issues. Are you in the house? Ah, but you are building a church as well. You know exactly what I'm saying. Me, dear, look, they have arrested you. <laughs> Reverend Elliot. <laughs> they were talking. What is your bad that you have done? We are trying to build a church. Hey. But you see, if you don't want hard times, then you don't also want victories. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want hard times, you don't want victories. Yeah. After all, even studying in school, is it not difficult? <laughs> okay. But if you don't want exams, you are not going anywhere. Yeah. Ah. Some of them have been praying that the day will come when they will stop doing exams. I just hear that your your education boss has been <clears throat> okay. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the house? Yeah. yeah. Prepare for hard times. Prepare for hard times. The next one. Prepare to build a church. Wow. Oh yes. Projects are going to cause you to enlarge because more branches are coming out of here. They cannot go and sit under trees. We cannot be paying rent every day. Yeah, so it's more buildings. You have to first build your main one, then you have to build the others. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah, yeah. Preparation. The next one, prepare to seek God. Wait on him and seek him. Yeah. Wait on him and seek him. Jehu said to Jehoshaphat that you have prepared your heart to seek God. Amen? Amen. When I said heart, I said, well, you are trying to be afraid. No, no, no. You just seek God. You seek God. Hallelujah. Am I talking to some people today? Yeah. And then prepare to do the work of the gospel. Just prepare. Just prepare. Hallelujah. Preparation. Let's see. I said, oh, maybe this one can just be with you. Maybe you can give it to him for now. Hallelujah. Am I talking to some people tonight? As you enlarge, let me give you a few more things to prepare for. Prepare to rehearse. 
prepare to rehearse. Prepare to rehearse. What do I mean by that? When you are going to enlarge, sometimes you have to rehearse the things you are going to do. Uh Because you will discover as you grow that some things cannot work depending on the size of your church. And you have to rehearse them. When the church was for people, the choir, I'm sure they used to come and then they would decide what song to sing that morning. And then they would sing it. (laughs) But as the church has grown, they have found that they have to rehearse. Now, as the church enlarges further, the choir also is going to enlarge. So if your choir is, what's a good number? Okay, you have 15 people. To get 15 people to sing in harmony, it's, it's not too bad. But when the people are now 400, do you know cacophonics? Yes. <laughs> cacophonics is a, a figure I used to sing off key. So if you can imagine how many cacophonics there will be inside that 400, the rehearsal has to be. Are you in the house? The rehearsal has to be. The ashes will need to rehearse so that we don't get a beast. Yeah. <laughs> if you make a mistake, you are an usher, you make a mistake here. It's not too bad. We can try you sign. But if your uh, um, church is as large as one of these campgrounds we went to see in Nigeria, you cannot make a mistake. A place that you bring the people who are giving their lives to lives to Christ by car to their front. And I shut down at the end, must know what he's got to do. He's got to rehearse it. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. You're gonna do something, you have to rehearse. Your MC has to rehearse. Nobody can arrive there in a hurry because the place is large. Am I talking to some people? Have you ever been at a place where somebody is directing the cast wrongly? <laughs> Recently, I saw some policemen, policewomen, essentially people. The mess you have created. I don't know how you are going to unglue it. <laughs> at a point, they just went to stand at the side and they were watching the mess they have created. Because... <laughs> are you there? When the chairs are, when the cars are one or two or three or four, it's not too bad. But when it's one or two or three, four hundred, your mess. So now they suddenly realize that they can't find their way out. Charlie, the cars are in there. Then they were standing. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, have you been having rehearsals? Have you been rehearsals? Oh, but we <laughs> But to prepare is also to have a rehearsal. Yeah. You have to rehearse and see how is this thing going to work? Hey. Are you there? And that is why you are here tonight because you are rehearsing how to become a shepherd. You are rehearsing how to become a good shepherd because as the church expands, every forest, it has all kinds of animals. A church is like a forest. All kinds of animals. All kinds. All kinds. Yeah. You have to learn how to handle the snakes inside. You have to learn to keep the wolves at bay. You have to sort out the tiger and the lions. They shouldn't fight. They are all your members. 
They are all your members. Yeah. And the larger the church. <laughs> Orangus, we can slaughter. So, so but the ones who must remain, they are also animals in the forest. They must be there. Are you there? Hmm. I once had three dogs in my house. And two of them used to gang up on one of them. It was so much stress. So much stress. Just to ensure that these three people did not meet. These three animals did not meet. And there are people like that in the church. They are bona fide church members and they are yours. And they are not going anywhere. And you got to rehearse. Open this gate when these are closed. Two of them were friends, so they're cool. But this one <laughs> cannot be allowed. Oh, it was a very serious thing. Oh, yes. It was a very, one day somebody made a mistake. Hey! They released the waters. My husband went inside to sort them out. He landed on an operating table. Oh, crap. Hey! Are you there? Meanwhile, he can't blame it's his dogs. <laughs> As a pastor, you get into the midst of a crossfire. You better know. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Hey. Your church member is into drugs. And you have gone to position yourself there. When they are arresting, they are you. How do you cry? How do you cry? You have to rehearse what you say. The words that, yeah. Am I talking to some people? I mean, I am just giving, you see, these examples are not in my books. They are just to try and help you to see what the rehearsing is about. Hallelujah. Amen. But the church is going to grow. And if it's going to grow, you're going to have to rehearse some things ahead of time. You cannot wait for there to be 2,000 before you start. It's going to start now. Yeah, I said it's going to start now. The, the small things become big things. When the choir is 15 people and one person wears the wrong uniform, it's not a problem. But when the choir is 450 people wear the wrong uniform, it is a problem. So you better kill it now. Hey. I didn't mention your name. Tell your neighbor, I didn't mention. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, it's five people, it's not a problem. I'm giving the example because I see it a lot. I see it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I see it a lot. I'm preparing my church to grow. I'm preparing my church to go. So now when I see it, I had a meeting before I left. I said, the next time I see it, the person, the people are coming off the stage and you, the leader, you are hot. Because I want to grow. So I'm rehearsing. Yeah. You have, uh, when you have 20 ashes, if three of them are in the wrong thing, no problem. You have 400 ashes. You have 400 ashes. 50 of them are uh, doing something else? Hey! It cannot be. It cannot be. It's impossible. <laughs> Am I talking to some people? 
yeah. rehearsals. I want to give you a couple of examples. First Samuel chapter 17. Hello, hello, hello. I'm reading from verse 32. And David said to Saul, please don't tamper with my sound, I beg you. Let no man's heart fail. Oh, it's my battery. I don't know. Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant, this is the story of Goliath. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Are you understanding Saul? Saul is saying that, listen, this guy is a warrior. When he looked at David's beautiful face, he felt that this guy doesn't know much. Then David said unto Saul, now this is their hair, sir. Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock and i went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth and when he arose against me i caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him thy servant slew both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised philistine shall be as one of them seeing he has defied the armies of the living god david said moreover the lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear he will deliver me out of the hand of this philistine and saul said unto david go and the lord be with thee hallelujah you see the guy did not know at the time that he was rehearsing but he was he was just diligent in what he was being given to do. And it's very important that at this stage of the church, you are diligent with what you have to do because you don't know where it is leading you to. So when the time came, everybody was running away from Goliath. Everyone was afraid and they jumped helter together. Then David comes in. Paul thinks, I'm so thinking that this guy, he's a child. Then the guy can say, listen, wait. When I was with the sheep, lion came. I didn't run away. I went and caught my lamp. When it rose up against me, I finished it. Bear came. Hmm. I went for my thing. Some of you, when things come for your sheep, you just leave them. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I say you just what? You just leave them. Hey, they don't hear your voice enough. I just need to chip that one in. Yeah, you've left them to go. Are you there? He said, I went after it. Not knowing that he was rehearsing for Goliath. It is your triumphs of today that will be, are preparing you for the fights of tomorrow. Are you there? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. The things that you are going through. And some of you are complaining too much. This generation. Too many complaints. And I don't have this. And I don't have that. Listen. God gave you faith to use. He gave you faith to use. The reason why you don't have everything that you need is just so that you will set up and build your faith. When you have talked to God about it and he has answered you, when you meet the next one, you know exactly how to go about it. Are you there? Instead of assuming that it's because God doesn't like you. (laughs) how can he not like you how can he not like you 
if David had played the fool with that, a bear would have eaten him. If he had dared to sit down and say, hey, this place that they have brought me, my father, my father doesn't like me. That's why he has left everybody's in the house. Me alone has, he didn't waste time. He didn't waste time. I need to speak to all the mourners in the church. Stop mourning and groaning. Stop lamenting and feeling sorry for yourself. Hmm. You see, life is very, very difficult. I've been waiting to get a job all this time. I haven't got a job. I've been writing, writing. I don't have anything. I need to just tell you. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. Stop. That's the language of the world. That's the language out there. You, child of God, better start saying something else. If God wants you to work, is there not a job somewhere? Why don't you say it in the Lord? Just lead me to the job that you have for me. Instead, the morning, it doesn't bring anything. And if he didn't let you go without a job for some time, for you to pray and see how to pray and how to get an answer. Hello? How is he going to handle it? Or how are you going to handle it? Hello, hello. Are you with me tonight? He is allowing you to go through that and you need to go through it. Are you there? I want to marry. I want to... No, wanting to marry is not a crime at all but stopping your life because you want to marry is a crime it is a crime you didn't come onto this earth just to marry you marriage is just one of the things along the way Hmm. are you there how can you stop your life because of marrying you don't have a beloved so you have packed your things you have put it there serious I said you are not serious at all don't force God to do what he hasn't planned to do there are some people who will not marry the bible says some are eunuchs that it was established like that and they can live very full lives yeah hey Hmm. Hey, that's nice because you are married. You are saying, Hey, please, we too we have our case. I beg you, they don't know. You really don't know. You don't know. (laughs) They don't understand. I keep looking at my young ladies who are crying, looking for us. I say, you, you went home yesterday. What did you do before you slept? Say, oh, I tired. I just took some biscuits and milo. I said, oh, really? Yeah. Mm. You have done well. So those of us with husbands, we are now going to lay out. My husband he doesn't eat a lot, but Charlie, each meal he must choose. It must be this or this one. There must be a minimum of three to choose from. Minimum of three. Minimum of three. He's, oh, it's just a meal. I mean, he doesn't eat a lot. Food is a problem. So, at least what I want. Yeah. Are you there? I thought you said you ate what? Biscuit and 
there's a standing joke in my house. One time I traveled like this and while I was away. I have a number of people's daughters who are adopted children. And our favorite is called Clara. She has last, I mean, she's like a daughter to us. Then Clara said, Mommy, today it was classic. I said, Why? What happened? She said, My also today, I had my usual three ready. It wasn't working. So she said she stood there. She mentioned everything in the freezer. This one, this one, this one. So I don't like oh. <laughs> 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 I said, what did you do? Then she said, he just looks at her. They said, just bring me some bread and butter. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you said you 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 have a problem. You see, not because it's been a problem. No, it's just. Charlie, when he's tired, food is an issue. Some people, when they are tired, they want to eat. Uh -huh. He's the opposite. When he's tired, it doesn't work. <laughs> are you there? And I'm sure I can tell you worse stories about me. Can tell you worse. Yeah. Not because, you see, I'm just trying to say to you that you can't make one thing your everything. You can't. You can't. Life is more than that. Yeah. I want you to understand that David could have been saying that his father didn't like him. Yeah. And could have been crying about that. Yeah. And he would have messed up the lamps. Yeah. And he would have missed his opportunity to rehearse. Yeah. And therefore when Goliath, you see, Goliath was the one event that made, put David on the map, if I can put it like that. Yeah. And so if, 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 I mean, it was the one exactly from obscurity, he was never known. He was just in the bush there. And this one thing with Goliath just bounced him directly into the center of a, of affairs. But it happened because he had killed his lion and his bear earlier. I hope you are getting it. So that situation that you are in, I beg you, don't, don't complain too much. Mm -hmm. Don't complain too much. Amen? Don't complain too much. Sometimes the Lord needs you to rehearse your fighting skills. And he allows you to go through things. Hey, Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. I've eaten, I don't have money. Yeah. It's a good rehearsal. It's a very good rehearsal to wake up tomorrow and find the scripture that says he's going to provide for you. And when nothing comes, you understand that he has meant that you sleep hungry. And that he's still God in the midst of your hunger. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this generation, you, you only see one side of God. But there are different sides of God. Yeah. He didn't pamper us. He doesn't only pamper us. He can pass you through a severe school. The only thing is that you know he's there with you. Because it's a very severe school. This guy was a young boy and he was living with the sheep alone. How there? Charlie. Defending himself and defending the best. And God knew when he watched him there. Hey, he knows exactly where you are. And he knows exactly the state of your pocket. And he knows there's nothing inside. And he's perfectly okay about it. <laughs> you don't like my message, you see. <laughs> because you want me to, you want to hear me say, I see you receiving this. I see. 
You see, when you have nothing and he, you, you are still alive, you understand that you can't die till he's ready. And that is how tomorrow, when he gives you a ministry and you are busy working and then you go into an area, because when you go into a new area, the devil comes for you. That is where you will stand up and say, oh, it's not this one that will kill me. Oh, it's not this one that will kill me. Yeah. Are you in the church or you are traveled? <laughs> In 1995, my husband, my, our family, I mean, we had been sent to Tamale and we went. We were not born. <laughs> we had been sent to Tamale and we went. We got there on a Friday. At the time, our kids were something like, what, five and a half or six or two and a half. And then I remember the last one was five months old. And we went. We have arrived in Tamale. We don't know anybody in the city. My husband had one relative who was working. He worked for a bank. So he was the only person we knew in the town. I remember that as we came in, and that was Friday. By Monday, my husband, who is never ill, was ill. And we went to the hospital, and they put him in the hospital. They admitted him there. The nurse who was to administer the injection was a man and he was drunk. <laughs> All kinds of drama. My husband is a pharmacist by profession. He told me that there's no way he's going to allow this guy to inject him. Hey, me, oh, I cannot inject you. I don't, I mean, I don't know my left from my right. I don't know anybody in this hospital. Are you there? <laughs> then at a point I left him in the hospital. I had to go and breastfeed my baby. So I got home and when I opened, you remember we just arrived, so things are standing everywhere. The mattress was there on the floor somewhere. As soon as I opened the door to our room, then I heard a clear voice. I will kill him. I said, ah, why? <laughs> I mean, kill him for what? Why? He's come to start a church. I will kill him. Now, you see, it didn't make sense to me because we haven't even started the church. <laughs> guarantee that it will even work. And we have not done anything. We've just arrived. We've not even looked for a place. I mean, what are you talking about? Reactions. You know. I remember the mattress was there. I just picked my Bible and I lay flat on it and I started to shout out Psalm 91 as I lay there. But, <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. But the point of the story to tell you that there are forces they see and they know we had not done anything. I said we arrived Friday. We hadn't unpack nothing, nothing. What a cross, man, nothing. They say, I'm going to kill him. For what? <laughs> Are you there? So you don't know the fights ahead. But I had seen enough to know that, ah, if he's the one who has brought us here, it's up to him to keep us alive. Oh, yes. Oh? So he cannot give you a soft bed all the time. You have to be able to be there and be, you know. Push your neighbor and see how strong are you. The weaker you are, the more fights you need to get where you're going. Bless Lord. Grace Lord. You think that's you are going to build? You think that the enemy is just going to be lying down there? <laughs> if you were him, is that what you do? <laughs> so you must know that it's a fight. It's a fight. It's a war. Hallelujah. Are you there? Another thing that David was doing at the time was rehearsing his shepherding skills. 
those sheep were given to him. And as he looked after the sheep, look, the word sheep, eh, God calls us his sheep. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he calls us his sheep. We are like sheep. You think that you are very ambitious. Look, sheep, they don't have sense. We don't have sense. Well. Hey, I will prove it to you. Don't be, don't be in a hurry. Let me prove it to you. If you enter into a bank, you enter a bank. There's a line here. Are you there? There's another person behind, there, but the line is here. I am promising you, you will not go to this person. You will go to the line and stand there. That's sheep behavior. <laughs> That's sheep behavior. If one of them crosses the road, they will, not, they will not look left or right to say, car is coming, truck is coming. No, this one crossed there. Oh, crossing. Grandmother, grandfather, old ones. Young. They are all crossing. That's how we are. That's how we are. Amen. That's how we are sheep. Yeah. And so when you are the shepherd of sheep, first of all, you are sheep yourself too. But you also have to know how to handle the sheep. You have to predict that this is what they are going to do. And good drivers predict. When they see one sheep flash like that, they start to break. They know that the next 15 of them. (laughs) Are you in the house? Yeah, they know that they are coming. Are you going to prepare? Are you going to rehearse? Some of you, but central leaders, you need to rehearse your preaching. It is the dryness of your preaching that is making the people run away. Hello? You need to take the thing and you go and stand in front of your mirror and you preach it to yourself. You rehearse it. You stand there and say, oh, everybody, you are very welcome. You are blessed to be here. I'm also blessed to have you here. Then you give a glory like a, oh, like a bishop. Glory. <laughs> they said today we're going to be sharing from here. And you rehearse it. And then you go. Some people can just flow. But some of you can't just flow. So you go and you rehearse it. Hmm. Are you there? And you must rehearse it because some of them are going to sleep just like how you are looking at me sleeping, you know. That's how they will be. And how to... Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I understand. I understand what's going on with you. Have no fear. I know you woke up early. It's not your fault. But you just gave me a very nice window to use. Are you getting me? That just as you are getting into your major point, then you see that person say, oh. If you have rehearsed, you just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going. You won't let it stop you. You won't just say, oh. Then what I'm saying is not going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. In that same basenta, rehearse your healing ministry. Mm. I didn't say stop the whole uh, something and say, look, tonight is a healing night. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Please. People, it's impartation. We asked you to do basenta. We didn't say go and do a. No, no preaching. They are now coming to. <laughs> 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 
tell your neighbor that's not what we asked you to do. Because some of you, if we release you in the bar center, you will just go take it to one. Hey, take it to all. <laughs> no. However, 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 <laughs> quickly, quickly, reverence to. <laughs> You're too slow. <laughs> Don't tell about it. No, but what I'm trying to say is that as you're having that meeting in a healthy cell, there's a time to pray. Yes. And sometimes you end up praying over others and there are times you are there, you see that somebody needs to be ministered to. And you just rise up and say, oh, can I pray for you? The Bible says, and you quote the scripture, is any among you sick? Let them call for the elders. Our pastors are not here now, but we are here. Those of us in charge, they said, let them call, you know, call for the elders and let them take oil in the prayer of faith, heal the sick. And because of that, that's what we want to do. You'll be shocked that the person will be well. Tomorrow, they'll call you. It's a rehearsal. It's a what? It's a rehearsal. Yeah. Everything that you do in that small meeting is a rehearsal for your larger one. Yeah. It's a rehearsal. Hallelujah. Are you preparing to grow? Are you preparing to enlarge your tent? <laughs> Amen. You see. Because the church was never meant to be built just by one person. It takes all of us working together. All leaders working together. Hallelujah. Are you there? Now, the, one of the points I love the most here. Prepare to rehearse living among wolves. Because in Luke chapter 10 and verse 3, it says, Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. God knows that there are wolves around and he sends us out like that. And you cannot be destroyed. Hallelujah. You cannot be destroyed. There are wolves. It used to be that only the girls face the wolves. But these days, both guys and girls are at risk. It's true. If you are a guy and you have been going and doing visitation alone, take the warning from me. Take it from me. You will meet something. Hey! Pastors, you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah! There was a time when the danger, which was the girls who were counseling and say, don't go alone. Right now, it's on both sides. Yeah, don't go alone. Don't go. The way the world has become. Mm. And you must learn the wolves are not going to go away. Some are even in the church. You've got to learn how to survive. <laughs> yeah. You've got to learn how to survive. Survival skills. You've got to overcome. You cannot be something falling around, falling around. You like this one falling here. No, you can't do that. You cannot do that. Every Jezebel that you meet has overcome you. Hey! Jezebel is alive. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. From all testament to new testament, and those of you who have an appetite that cannot be held in check, everywhere you go, you are eating. Push your neighbor and say, please be wise and stop. Be wise, be wise. Be wise. <laughs> Be wise and stop. The wolves are everywhere. 
and they are waiting for you to make a false step waiting for you to stumble yeah and they'll take you out yeah they'll chew you they'll chew you you see when the church is a certain size everybody knows everybody but a time comes hey the shocks i've had this year yeah. Real shocks or real shocks. Sustained shocks, not good shocks. You see, because we've gotten to a point where you it's difficult to know everybody. You know. Hey, we were there. They came up. I mean, Kenya has had all kinds of issues this year. They came up, they said some guy has raised some game, this and that and that. I was sitting mass minding my own business. And then one of my pastors called me, Mommy, that's one of your sheep. I said, <laughs> No, I didn't even know. So I was caught. So I was just, you know. Yeah. Are you there? You see, when the church is nice and portable, you know everybody knows everybody. But as the church enlarges, and that you see, you must also understand that when the church gets larger, a church is a place for people who are not well. Yeah, it's a hospital. A, a, a real church. Uh-huh. It's a hospital. Hospital, all kinds of cases, all kinds. So that yeah, so the person may really and truly be seeking help. Yeah. So you cannot wake up and walk into the church and say, "Look, all of you who like girls, you have to leave this church." Here yeah, we don't like girls. Hey, hey, the church will be there. Will be there. Look, all of you girls who like boys, you cannot be here. Hey. Rather, you need to understand that girls we like boys. Ah. When we say the girls don't like us to say, but it's true. When you got up and you dressed, why do you wear that particular dress? And why do you dress in that particular way? Come on, come on. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. Ah. Ah. Let's just be real. Yay. <laughs> it is just real. And that's why when the marriage is chained, we're a bit sad. Because we feel that nobody likes us. And we feel rejected. And we feel that then our purpose on earth is not really fulfilled and things. Why am I modern girls? We are modern, modern. We said, at least, don't give me that one. <laughs> don't give me that one. That's the rap when the friends are there. When we are alone, we know what we are thinking. Hey! And all these ones are in the church. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. And you cannot throw them away. They also need God. And many of them are changing. But in between the, you know, yeah, when the change is coming, it can be it can be something. Hey, you dear, you have no patience. Mm. Mm. This guy has to leave the church. Cannot be. Hey. Hey. If that's how we were with you, will you be here? Because some of you were wilder, only that we have not said it. <laughs> only that we have not said it. <laughs> One of my close guys he used to be a fraudster. Hey. When he's bossing you, the things he did, he said, Hey. Hmm. 
Sherlock E. was educating himself with the 419 crowd. His father got used to the fact that his son doesn't need school fees to be paid. Oh, go 419 right now. Actually, and you realize that he's a highly skilled professional. <laughs> Mercy! Are you in this church? Hallelujah. You learn, you need to learn how to, to rehearse surviving rejection. Mm. Surviving rejection. Surviving failure. You've just got to rehearse it because it's part of life, it's part of this world. Hey, all oh, this one is preparation just to enlarge our place. Oh. Because if one rejection is going to throw you off, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. Ghana is becoming so secularized these days that many times when you go to share the gospel, cry even the feedback that you get. Campus will even just shout, who that? I say your face, your face, your face like that. <laughs> your face like who that? <laughs> ah. I mean, when they come small, a few months, no, then your things are. <laughs> If not, you know, if if you start to every day say that, hey, but Jesus said that when you go and then they reject you, you have to uh, that stuff that, yeah. hey, if you do that right now, look, don't do it giddy giddy, oh, please. Take your time, take your time. <laughs> take your time. Because you'll be surprised that the very ones who reject you are the most needy. And if you take your time and you do some prayer over it, you will see that things begin to change. I will always remember a young lady. I had two shepherds, very wild shepherds. A lady and a guy, very wild. I mean, they, they, it was difficult to get around them. One day, they said they were going on visitation. They went. It was a Sunday. Saturday or a Sunday. I don't remember the day. Whatever it was, in a very short time, they were back. I said, oh. They said, hey. What has happened to us today, mommy? We have had to come back home. We have come to recover. <laughs> so, some girl faced them. But, oh, hey, such a list. She made miss meat out of us. Yeah. This, this girl and guy who normally you can't easily take them down. They will bring you. And so, they left it. And they would just pray. Hey, about a year passed. And one day we were in church, and the lady, as I was about, she tapped me, she said, Mommy, do you remember that day? The person who scattered us, do you remember? She's in church. She's in church. She's in. I said, Oh, really? How possible? So I was just watching, thinking after that, that's it. Hey, came to church, stayed in church, became a shepherd. Hey, what you talking? Became a serious Christian. When she became a leader of one of the group of dancers, she herself came to testify. She said that the more she worked with the people, the higher her CWA climbed. She finished with her first class. Yeah. But the girl, she shook two major shepherds. They, now they knew that today we have met somebody. <laughs> Are you there? When you meet somebody, don't let it put you off meeting the next person. Are you seeing it? Because sometimes you can meet, and some of you who are here looking at me, you were like that. You were so nasty. You were 
are so not nice. Hey. Hey. I'm seeing some one or two of my people. I almost called them by name to say amen. But I've changed my mind. <laughs> that has planned for you to feel bad. <laughs> you see that they are there. And so if you are going to use that, if you are always going to go back, because sometimes you can cry. You can meet somebody who's so, person really gets you. Take it. He said that God still sent me. I'm going back. I'm going back. Get more. You see, one of the things about the Lord is that he has endless ways by which you can do a thing. During our time in the... Tamale is a funny town. Why is it funny? It's Islamic. It, it, it tolerates some things, doesn't tolerate others. And then one time I was moved to a branch and then had to move the branch to get a place. Now the place we got was there was no other church there. And we had to go out knocking doors, Charlie. We went the first Saturday or two in. It takes something when you knock on a door and a fully bearded al Haji opens the door. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you just kind of you know, yeah, you realize that, but I had a very good assisting, yeah, something like that. I had a very good assisting pastor, so he realized that we were struggling. Then one Saturday, he came and said, Mommy, I got a plan. I said, Really, what's the plan? They said, You see, this going on that we go one, two, one, two, one, two, we're not doing like that again. We're not doing like that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One group. He divided us into groups of 12. And then we went out. I tell you something. No matter how long your beard, when 12 people, when you knock your door and you open it, and 12 people are standing there looking at you, if nothing at all, you'll hear what they have to say. Yeah. If nothing at all. By just increasing our number, he gave us the upper hand. Wow. Yeah, he gave us the upper hand. One time we were standing, we had gone somewhere, I don't remember, we'd gone to a place, you know, and we're going back. And then this guy is riding his bicycle, full force. And he can see, he knows where we are coming from, he knows what we are doing. And he rides right into the middle, and the guy just grab his bicycle. There's a hell! You will go to hell if you don't receive Jesus. You are coming to Jesus. You better buy. The guy got that in the dust. He kneeled down and received Christ. Hey, by fire, by force. By fire, by force. Push your neighbor and say it will work. It will work or it will work. It will work or it will work. You must just rehearse it enough. Are you there? You rehearse it enough. You find your strategies and you keep going. Hallelujah. Hey, my, my time is going. I have to. Okay, 10 o'clock. Mercy. I know, but you also have to go to work tomorrow. Hallelujah. Are you there? Let me see if I can just do one more and then we are out of here because you have to. You got to go. All right. I want to give you one more. We're talking about preparing. You want to enlarge your house, you have to prepare. Yeah. 
And this one, I want to, I believe that it's very needed at this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. You need to plan. Prepare over a long period of time. Prepare over a long period of time. Hallelujah. Make a plan over a long period of time. Make a plan over a long period of time. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes when a word comes like that, you, you, there are two things. When a word comes, you know that your word now is Isaiah 54. There are components of it that are for now, and there are components of it that are ahead of you. And you need to make a plan for that. Hallelujah. You cannot just rise up right now and say that, hey, if we are to enlarge, we have to build. You have to build this tree, but you cannot just wake up tomorrow. It will take a plan. Yeah, it will take a plan. So that's the long term. Then there's also the short term. Is there something that we can do now that enlarges us? Is there another service? Is it another day? Is it a what? What's going to happen? And then you need to make a plan for it. Many times we fall down flat because we haven't made the plan. We just walk into it. Are you there? And when I say walk into it, you may make a plan by say a week, two weeks. But if you took some time, you'd get better results. Bishop always shares how Healing Jesus Crusade used to use campaign. They used to use a short time in an area to, you know, get the campaigns off the ground. And when they began to spend time to prepare, they'll send people, the ground staff will be there longer and more detailed planning. That was when they began to see the sizes that they have. So yes, prayer is necessary. Yes, work is necessary, but also the planning is necessary. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Hallelujah. And so when you set your eye on something or when you begin to think about it, then you begin to say, Lord, give us the strategy. Give us the plan. Give us what's the way in which we are to do this thing. How is it supposed to happen? The scripture just says, strengthen your stakes. But which rope? What type? How long? It says, drive your stakes deep. Drive the pegs deep. How deep? Because there are different types of stakes. There are small ones. Sometimes you have to go and buy a bigger one because you want to drive it deeper. Hallelujah. And all these are things that help the church to grow. Let's read Habakkuk 2. I'm reading from verse 2 to 3. The Lord answered me and said, write this vision. Make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but it, at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Hallelujah. In other words, there's a time frame, and during that time, you're not idle. You're doing something. You're preparing. When David learned that he was not going to be allowed to build a temple, you see that he didn't just back up. He prepared. He prepared. He still went ahead, and at least, oh, I know that they're going to need some timber. And he had it put there. He got some of the things that Solomon would need and he really helped him you know to build so i just want to say as i'm closing tonight that it's time to take that vision time to take that scripture lord we need to enlarge and now you begin to work with it before the lord lord what exactly is it break it down to the smallest unit the smallest unit of the church is that cell what's going to happen there break it down 
to the working groups in the church. That's also a smaller unit. What's going to happen there? And as you do, and as you begin to work with it, you begin to see the way that the Lord is leading you. Stand to your feet tonight. Stand to your feet tonight. I just want us to pray for a few minutes. Just lift up your voice and begin to pray for a few minutes. Begin to talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Some of you need to enlarge. Your Christian life needs to enlarge. Your Christian life needs to enlarge. Just begin to pray. Gently, gently. Just pray gently. Lift up your voice and pray. 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 Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and pray. Take it as a personal word for yourself. Enlarge the place of your tent. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Zadabra, Zadabra. Enlarge it. Zadabra. Lord, enlarge us. Enlarge us, Lord. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter, at F-O-L-C-I-E-B-I-C. God richly bless you.